Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The Big Bets on Campus podcast. 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 All right, here we go. What's up, Degenerate Nation? Welcome to the Big Bets on Campus podcast presented by BetMGM. This is the week six college football betting recap. I'm Stucky and joining me as always is Colin Wilson. Uh, Colin, big shout to Sam, Sammy Pittman for uh, not knowing that you should quarterback sneak on fourth and one so our under could get there to the window. Uh, so I appreciate your boy. Another chapter in the book of Kendall Bryles about how he's not going to be in Fayetteville probably come December. And please figure out this drama about Malik Hornsby going to transfer. But oh, no, let's let him play. Hey, there's bursts of offense. Let's take him out. It's mind boggling what's going on with that program. So, yeah, big win for Mississippi State. It was, a, I think, the top 10 all won. It wasn't the greatest slate going into the week. There's a lot of quarterback drama. Look, the game that we have to talk about, Alabama, Texas A&M, I know, look, I was so mad. I loved that Texas A&M team total under. Did not expect Alabama to not be, to be that sloppy. I know their backup quarterback started, but Texas A&M gets two short fields off at Alabama fumbles and scores two touchdowns. And then it was lights out for the team total. But uh, Texas A&M shot the win late. Uh, Do we take anything from that? Was that just that, hey, look, they fumbled a bunch and Bryce Young wasn't playing. But usually in a spot like that, you're not seeing those fumbles. You're not seeing that sloppy play. And Bama's usually more buttoned up than that. What are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I can't say that the offense is – I mean, the the game plan was to let Jalen Milrow come in, have a slow grinding attack on the ground. Thank, thankfully, Jameer Gibbs is not – you know, when he got taken off the field and went to the back before halftime, I think everybody kind of – you know, supporting Bama knew that that was the key cog in the offense, that there could be some problems after that. Alabama had six scoring opportunities. They maximized those, scored four points per. Uh, I think Texas A&M is the one that played better than expected with Haynes King, essentially pulling what Jay Culler used to do at Vanderbilt, which is drop back three steps, drop back another three, throw off your back heel, and hopefully it doesn't get intercepted as it floats towards the sideline. So, uh, you know, Haynes King did not have the basic understanding of how to run a two-minute drill. <laughs> he didn't know how to spike the ball. He didn't know how to get up to the line. He didn't know how to call the offense. It was uh, one of the more amazing things to watch. Yeah. I mean, Texas A&M scoring drives over like 40 yards, 38 yards, 52 yards, all off of uh, fumbles, I believe. They certainly benefited in that regard. I mean, another big game that we have to talk about, 
is Texas back or where is the bottom for Oklahoma? That was embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, what do you say to a, when you get blanked in a rivalry game, right? Texas absolutely dominated them. Quinn Ewers dominated them from, from every single standpoint on the field analytically. And, and Oklahoma didn't even get a score in. You know, we didn't Total see- yards, 585 to 195. I don't know why Oklahoma put this kid Bevel back out there. He went 6 of 12 for 38 yards. They uh, Oklahoma threw for 39 yards total. Yeah. 39 okay. yards. Oklahoma crossed the Texas 40-yard line three times. They had three scoring attempts, and, of course, they left with zero points. Running Nate- Wildcat in the second half getting blown out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, negative explosiveness, 13%. I mean, success rate was told the whole story, right? They were about national average in the first half. When the Sooners came out in the second half, 13% success rate in the third quarter, zero in the fourth. Um, You know, they the defense allowed Texas to be in standard downs all day, and the Oklahoma offense was putrid, uh, 7% success rate in passing downs. They don't know what to do when they get off schedule at all. It Listen, I don't know what Jeff Levy's calling with the jump pass. Nothing in passing downs worked. No matter what personnel they put out there with any player, it just didn't work. It was a complete domination, and I feel bad. I know my worst call coming up later on is going to be the fact that I bought back into teams that had their starting quarterbacks out on the field warming up as if I was uh, you know, thinking maybe they would play. So this is one of them with Dylan Gabriel out there hustling and breaking a sweat and then not playing at all. You fell for Sammy's tricks, slick Sammy's tricks. All right, we'll get we'll get to a couple other games. Best call, worst call, bet regret in a moment, but we'll let you guys drive the bus to start with your voicemails. I haven't listened to these yet, so let's see what you got. A lot of nice ones. We appreciate all the nice ones from what our producer said, but we, we, we're never going to make the air. So mean, funny, mean and funny. And we'll have to do caller of the week here. Cash prize coming. Here we go. Bad beats, back doors, and miracle covers. However you're feeling, we want to hear from you. You have reached the voicemail box of the Big Bets on Campus podcast. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Leave a message after the bleep. Called in a couple weeks ago roasting the uh, group of five guys betting Houston and Dana Holgerson. I uh, actually called him a certified dipshit. And you know what? I listened to this morning's podcast. Maybe this Memphis team does suck. You know, maybe it's time to buy low on the Houston Cougars. And you know what? It's not f-ing time. This team still f-ing sucks. Clayton Toon still f-ing sucks. And Dana Holgerson is still a certified f-ing dipshit. Oh, my God. 20 to 7 in the third quarter? God damn it. Why do we keep doing this? I know the G5 guys, you guys bet the over. You're f-ing stupid, too. Stop betting Houston. Let's have a better day tomorrow. It's uh, 6.15 Saturday morning. Called in last night. I want to apologize. Houston, f-ing miracle. I cannot believe I woke up and saw that uh, Dana still sucks. You can't believe that that f-ing happened. How many times can you have a drive get down to the one yard line? Like I, I tweeted out, Houston's going to have 100% available yards and somehow only have a touchdown. Like they, I think they left at least 17 points on the board. The kicking was atrocious. The, the goal line offense was atrocious. The whole thing was bad. But I mean, still covered, right? But I mean, you still covered. 
Yeah. Uh, well, good, a good man for calling back. But uh, yeah, miraculous win. <clears throat> Friday was an amazing night for me. I, I had a stretch. I mean, Friday, it was like, hey, I swept the war. But yeah, you know, like, college football, there's a lot of variants. Like Saturday, I had a streak of, I don't know, a three-hour stretch where I was just losing every fumble, getting backdoored. Fuck Lane Kiffin, that scumbag, by the way. Uh, big, bad Lane Kiffin doesn't know how to knee. He says, oh, I thought the play clock was going to run down. I just snap it. You're playing Vanderbilt. You're never going to win shit. You're, you're 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 running up the score on Vanderbilt, who's not calling timeouts because you don't know how to knee. He knows what the spread is. Stop. He knows. Yeah. And, and, the, and the same guy that can't cover the whole year takes his foot off the gas. Oh, yeah, but Lane's for the boosters. Guy's been taking his foot off the gas the entire time. A big, bad Vandy. I hope you feel good about yourself, Lane. So, yeah, I had a stretch of about three hours where everything was just, like, muff punts and uh, it was bad. And, you know, like the Texas Tech game, I, I I would bet that a million times more. That's an interesting one, by the way. Donovan Smith not starting, and then their backup gets hurt. And they don't bring in Donovan Smith. He must be in the doghouse or something because then they had the freshman back there with one leg on one leg. They stole, should have beat. They outgained Oak State by about 120 yards. Um, but Friday night, everything went my way. Last weekend, everything went my way. That Houston game was the luckiest cover I'll have all year. Let's be honest. Um, yes, they were messing up the whole game. But did you know that they had a backup kicker? They benched their kicker. This is the best move that Dana has made in years. See, they benched Bubba Baxa. I think he used to be at Miami. They brought in their backup kicker who made the last couple extra points. And he's the one who kicked the onside kick. It was the backup kicker. And they got the onside kick and then scored. Um, and then the game went over and... I mean, if you had if you had Memphis at the under, you just have to be sick. But yeah, I was happy that happened, and then I was happy the toilet bowl went our way at like three in the morning, sweating Colorado State in the worst game I've ever watched in my entire life. Colorado State's air raid, just handing it off, and then Nevada's running game, throwing it, uh, bad officiating, bad turnovers. <laughs> A three field goals at three field goals at the end because of timeouts running into the kicker and finally Colorado State gets a win and a cover. Stanford, by the way, also covered even though they lost our money. I had the money line dog. They lost on a prayer like hail mary type throw at the end of the game. They cover the only two teams to not cover in the country: Colorado and Fresno State. Is Boise back? By the way, Colin. Yeah, Boise's back. The offense was awesome. I mean, they doubled up on uh, yards per attempt on running, passing. Uh, they were great. And, you know, they had uh, – I think there was only one turnover in the game where they benefited just a field goal, so it wasn't a fluky box score whatsoever. One by 20, uh, I believe I upped their power rating a couple points uh, because, I mean, offense is under looks a lot better. Derek Cutter, he's going to get himself paid if this keeps up as the offensive coordinator for them to keep him because the people of Boise are not – going to let him go and they're going to demand that he stays the way that this offense is turned around just in time um all right let's move on here guys it is approximately 2 a.m on the eastern time zone on friday night i have reached a new level of degenerate i just got off work and i plugged my phone in to my apple carplay watching hulu live actually listening to Hulu Live of the Colorado State-Nevada trash can game while I drive home from work so I can listen to Colorado State plus three and a half with Stucky. These two teams are unwatchable. That's why I'm listening to these teams. I still feel very dirty. These two 
trash, garbage, dumpster fire teams. What have you guys done to me? I love this shit. Thank you. Stucky! Boyle! At the buzzer! Running into the kicker. We needed a miracle. We got it. Let's go! My friend, me, my mom, when she calls me in the morning, asks if she won her free bet. Yeah, she did. Let's go, baby. Colorado State, never a doubt. Sweat free. I'm going to tell her that. Blowout winner. She don't need to know. Let's fucking go. With the Nevada Colorado State game, I mean, two teams that are going to be tough for me to bet the rest of the year. I don't think I could bet Colorado State the rest of the year. Their quarterback at one point was like one of 14 for 13 yards. It's an air raid offense. Um, Nevada, by the way, will go is. I mean, look, we, we live in the trash can for those, my fellow dumpster. Divers, um, that one was tough. I'm glad it went our way. Nevada at Hawaii next week, Colin. What do you project it as? Hawaii almost beat San Diego State. San Diego State, by the way, won on the last second field goal. We should have. We should have went. Dump- I should have went dumpster diving with Hawaii. That San Diego State offense should never be 21 and a half point San Diego State started a safety at quarterback. Okay, started their safety. Their three other quarterbacks were out. San Diego State with their safety threw for more yards that San Diego State had in their first five games combined. Yet, still beat Hawaii 16-14 to 14 on the last second field goal. Uh, Hawaii's defense is so bad. Nevada at Hawaii next week at midnight. A touchdown. The pack should be favored by a touchdown going to the island. I, all, that's all I need. I need the seven plus. I Hopefully I, 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 hopefully I get ten, but I, I assume Hawaii, Hawaii's probably going to get a, a little bump here because like people probably found the bottom because they were competitive with San Diego State. So I don't know if we'll get the dream of double digits. But Colorado State is hard. Hard. All right, let's move on. Hey, Stuck. Hey, Colin. Long time, first time. Hope you guys are having a good... What the f*** happened in that Mississippi State-Arkansas over? Not now, Walter. Walter's my bastard. He's getting a little agitated. Jess, like I am right now. My God. 57 and a half. Mississippi State scores a touchdown. With ten and a half minutes left in the fourth to get up to 57, and I see on the action net, as I'm constantly trying to refresh, that the ticker pops up, B. Raybon, whoever the f*** you are, you miss a fucking PAT? Are you kidding me? God damn it, this one hurts. Yeah, I, I don't know what why he's blaming me. I went on we Green the under. <laughs> I went on Green Dot City on Thursday and told everybody under 59 and a half. We talked about the under. You convinced me on the podcast. Yeah, I said under on the new BCS. I, I don't know what this guy's <laughs> – I don't know if he's listening and just bet the wrong team or or bet the wrong side. But, uh, I mean, I was sweating on he the – He might under. just be vetting. He might just be vetting. Yeah, yeah, I thought the under was dead when there was a long touchdown that Arkansas scored – and I was like, oh, man. But Leach punted it once for us, and then Arkansas kept not getting fourth and ones at the five-yard line, which really helped us. So, yes, I agree. Your over probably should have hit. So, but um, don't blame us. <laughs> Colin, you know what that is? That's your Arkansas Razorback dying. The season's dead. K.J. Jefferson's dead. You act like you know everything about this damn football team. You give freaking blood. To all the media, God, second stuck. Fuck you for making me take UNM. Those are my boys, but fuck that team's awful. Ninety-four yards in the in the fucking game, God. As if Arkansas hasn't already caused enough pain in my life. But let me just go check out in LSU. See how they're doing. 
You got Brian Kelly doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He must have been off of something before the game. He's over there popping zannies or fucking smoking weed. LSU players are just dropping touchdowns. We're muffing the open and kicking the game. What the fuck are we doing, guys? What the fuck is Brian Kelly doing? What the fuck? He tried to lose that game. And then, hey, third and one, I'm Brian Kelly. We're just going to run fucking four verticals on third and one in my own territory. Fuck him. He sucks. LSU was the right side in that game. I would take LSU every time. But, man, can you get a fucking competent coach to run that program? I'd feel a lot better about it. Fuck Brian Kelly. Vol Nation checking in here. Uh, just left Fred's in Baton Rouge. Um, we travel like no other fan base. We took over Baton Rouge, and this is just a message for Colin Wilson. You're a fucking clown. LSU plus four. That shit was dead from kickoff. I mean, get a clue, dude. My God. 128th in passing defense. I don't give a damn. We score points, baby. Yo, Colin, battle in the trenches? What is this, World War One? Rocky Top, you'll always be home sweet home to me. Go balls. That's the leader for caller of the week so far. The guy who said, Colin, battle the trenches. What is this? World War One? That is a fantastic line that uh and you sung. Whenever you sing, you get bonus points. Whenever I disagree with you and you talk about the battle of the trench, that's what I'm gonna say. What is this, World War One? Battle in the trenches? What is this, World War One? LSU did not come prepared with gas masks or anything because they absolutely got their doors blown off. And it started with, right, I mean, like we heard from the caller, you know, it started off with fumbling the kickoff. Uh, Does, granted, do they practice special teams? This is the second time this year that special teams have. I, I think Tennessee was spotted field position, their first four drives in LSU territory. You know, a couple uh turnovers there from LSU. Uh, the box score is ugly. Tennessee, 99% post-game win expectancy. LSU was dreadful in scoring opportunities. Five of them, they only scored 14 points. This was, hmm, how do we say this? This was a handicap that was the worst call of the week by me. Probably the worst call of the season. LSU fumbled everything away. They were sloppy. They didn't execute. The play calling was terrible. Yeah, you know, I'm in favor of uh, execution. Maybe our entire team needs to be executed after tonight. The wide receiver drops have not ended. Jaden Daniels did get more aggressive, and it led to more uh, mistakes. So, um, you know, bad call by me. I haven't had many this year, but that one was bad. LSU was atrocious. And listen, guys, I, I feel it. I had a round robin, a 17 round robin, and LSU is the only team that didn't win out of it. So trust me, in the pocketbook, I was feeling it yesterday. Yeah, I had a couple of round. I had one round robin that had uh, at night that I put a three team round robin in for a decent chunk on uh, South Carolina, Notre Dame, and Stanford. And uh, I hope you didn't see how Stanford lost. All right, that was painful. The yeah, LSU, Brian Kelly came out and said, in his presser today, he said that did not go as we expected. You think, Brian? You think it didn't go as you expected? You get absolutely bludgeoned at home. And, yeah, the special teams, just they just looked ill-prepared, Ill uh, which was the most shocking thing. Uh -huh. yeah. The LSU continues to be a head-scratcher. Are you, are you now buying my balls? Rocky Top! Wish that I was on old Rocky Top down in the Tennessee hills. Man, 
man. You know, I got to top Tennessee. Are we getting two touchdowns next week? You should get 10. So we'll see. I know I'm saying, are we going to get two? Well, I'd rather have fucking two touchdowns than 10. You're probably going to get some steam with Bryce Young coming back. Uh, You know, the true numbers. That Alabama effort didn't help us out there. No, it didn't. It's a perfect setup for Tennessee. And I'm sure we'll hear about it later, but it's also a perfect setup for Utah this week. Thanks to everything that happened as predicted. Uh, Didn't miss on that one. Hey, Utah, what are we f- doing? Let's go. Hey, guys, Scott from Oklahoma. I don't know how we win a game the rest of the year. Just blow up the program. Give us a death sentence already. Nah, I'm just kidding. I went to state. Go, Pokes. Texas Tech. I mean, they don't cover ten. They don't cover nine and a half, which was honestly the sharpest read of the f- day. They don't cover nine and a half because of some bullshit cockamamie made-up rule about a fair fair catch on an onside kick. I've never heard of such garbage in my entire life. Then they play an immaculate first half. They What do they score, 24 in the first half against this Swiss cheese in Oklahoma State defense? And then they can't figure it out in the second half. I don't know what the play calling was. I mean, the offensive line just disintegrated. I feel bad for this poor kid. He's hobbling around on one leg, half a leg, trying to scramble for his dear life out there. I've never seen anything like it. Last week, Oklahoma State against Baylor, they're draining the clock out. They're playing super conservative, not going crazy for the extra shot to score a touchdown late in the game. And now he wants to run the ball in with barely two minutes left. He knew what the spread was. He was trying to everybody over that coach. Oklahoma State won by 10 points, but their the postgame win expectancy was Texas Tech 83%. Yeah, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech dominated that game. One of the worst. Uh, that happened at the same time as Vandy. It just kind of flipped my day into a 500 day. Yeah, they dominated that game. They, I would take them a million times. And you had a freshman that got his first start on the road with one leg in the second half. Like he was, he was, couldn't move. I don't know why. They, and Jonathan Smith was playing receiver. <laughs> I don't know why and why they wouldn't put him in. He must have. I don't know. But that kid, that kid's a very high recruit. And is going to be really good and showed out well. Oklahoma State is a fraud with a capital F. I mean, they are. Their defense is bad. They were just getting absolutely torched by a freshman with one foot in his first collegiate start. Um, you mean we got to bet we'll be, TCU again this week? Yeah. Yeah, that that TCU is, is going to eat. I'm sure that, that Spencer Sanders will get, have like four drop picks and uh, Duggan will get hurt and have to play with that one hand tied behind his back. But Oklahoma State, that it's coming for them. Don't worry. Hey, Colin. Hey, Stuck. I'm a Wisconsin fan in Nashville, so I got it up the ass twice today. See, first, Graham Mertz. He brings us back just when he thought we were out. I said I was going to go for a bike ride this week. We all know that's that's never going to happen during the college football slate, though. And secondly, Lane Kiffin with this Vanderbilt cover. I mean, what a smug asshole. He knew exactly what he was doing. The personality Lane Kiffin has reminds me a lot of what Stucky, I feel like, would exuberate on the sideline as a coach. Well, first off, I guess I'll just put this in here, but Graham Mertz, five touchdowns, no interceptions, nearly 300 yards of passing. But I think the more interesting aspect is, I guess you and Lane Kiffin would be the same kind of person on the on the sidelines. Is that what I'm hearing? I hate, I I, I despise Lane Kiffin. What, who do the Ole Miss have next? I hope they beat his brains in. Auburn. Auburn's going to get 12, looks like. I don't know if I can bet Auburn. Um... <laughs> you were all in till that. I'll miss at LSU in two weeks. I'll be on LSU. Oh, really? We're turning around for that, huh? That game yep. should be sloppy as shit. Yeah. Uh, Ole Miss was not impressive. By the way, the Ole Miss, not only did it take Lane Kiffin 
deciding he wants to run up the score on on poor Vanderbilt. The only reason that they covered or were in the position to do so is Vanderbilt threw a pass backwards at their own ten. So like it was, it was a little a flat. Like they, they they put their running back into the flat, but the quarterback threw it backwards, and then everyone just thought it was incomplete except the defender who ran and and jumped on it and almost got the ball at the eight. And I was like, oh boy, now we're in trouble. But uh, was not impressed by Ole Miss once again. Are you f- serious, Washington? A two touchdown favorite over the absolute rotting corpse that is Arizona State, left for dead for the Vultures and Michael Penix, real Heisman contender for the first one of the season. Look at Michael Penix and Washington go. I couldn't even watch the game because it was on the Pac-12 network. F- me, man. Washington. Thought you had a special season. They're a fraud. They're absolutely f- frauds, Washington. You know, first off, we never said that they could tackle or play defense, right? We kind of knew the book was out, that the defense was unproven. And, you know, Michael Penix had a great day. But, I mean, can we give Arizona State some credit, right? Covered against USC uh, and now outright winning. And, and, you know, you look at the box score, they, you know, Arizona State had more yards per rush. They had more yards per pass. Uh, Turnovers didn't really mean much here. I, I mean, give Arizona State some credit. They flat out won this game. How about all the teams with new coaches this week at Georgia Tech? Arizona mm-hmm. State, Wisconsin, they all showed out well. I mean, how many athletic directors are out there wanting to fire their coach? Because it seems like that'd be like everybody with a new interim head coach is on fire. Might be time to bring back Petrino. Oh, my God. There once was a man named Stucky. A lot of people think his picks are sucky. He led us to the trash, Akron crash, but holy shit, UConn just cashed. Look forward to going dumpster diving with you guys next week. Called you Stucky and Sucky, but then gave you credit for UConn, which you had a hit out on you a couple of years ago for taking UConn. That was a heck of a call there. Are we going we gonna to challenge for best call right there? Uh, yeah, I, I appreciate the, the haiku. Uh, I, I still, Trenches is still in the lead. Yes, Justin from Reading had a hit on me if I, I ever did anything bad with UConn. So I was really nervous, but UConn dominated. Justin from Reading, yo, stuck. If I listen to you one more time on anything involving UConn, I'm coming after you. Take it easy. Dominated. That was really, they were up like 30 to 7. I was like, I do not have to sweat having UConn try to, like, having UConn with a lead and you're worried about the other team getting a backdoor. It's a position you're not used to being in. I'm like, all right, so just get up 20. And they did. UConn is uh, trending up. Under Jim Moore, FIU is just the dumpster fire we thought. Like, they had this weird game plan. New Mexico State just didn't show up last week, and that's all that was. Like, FIU still doesn't have pads. There's, you still can't bet them. Um, it's a team that still lost 77-0 to Western Kentucky. But good on UConn. Backing up an upset win as a road favorite? What is going on? Yeah, sixth worst team in the power ratings. Uh, they are above Akron, New Mexico State, Hawaii, UMass, and Florida International. UConn is now knocking on the door of Charlotte and Bowling Green to, you know, p- potentially move up in the power ratings. So uh, impressive. Remember, Bo- remember Bowling Green's defense was good for like five games last year. That's uh, what did they bring? Did they bring Van Gorder back or something? Man, they have been bad this year. I don't know what got into them and made them so good. And Mike and, and allowing Michael McDonald to actually throw passes too. I don't know how that started happening either. I seriously hate, I fucking hate Dabo Sweeney. He wants to big dick everybody. 
and just score a ton of points all the time, you know, show everyone how cool he is. When it's the Red Bandana game, just take a knee, 24-3, Boston College plus 21. You take a push on a night like that, Boston College can't score, which is a whole other problem. Does Dabo just not respect the Red Bandana game? Why are you running up the score at the end? Just take a knee, you coward. Unbelievable. Yeah, six uh, drive left with six minutes to go at 4:22. DJU pass complete to Brandon Spector for 13 yards for a TD, and the cover from BC is gone. Yeah, another one I had gets gets front doored or back doored all within like six hours. Um, and which made it so much worse that everyone was getting front doors and back doors, and then you have a little miss just running it up, and then Clemson running it up, and yeah, that was sad. But the, that game turned on a muffed punt that. Clemson recovered one of BC's uh, starting corners got hurt on it, which was just the worst case. And it was a muff punt. BC should have received, recovered it. They didn't. Their starting corner got hurt. And the secondary was playing so well early. Um, and their defense played well for the most part. But yeah, I would bet BC there again. And yeah, Dab was an asshole. Everyone knows that. I don't know why he's still coaching. He said he wasn't going to coach until players are getting paid. But uh, moving on. You're going to take uh, Florida State getting six against Clemson at home? I don't know. I got to look into what happened in that Florida State. Definitely. The NC State game. Like, uh, it didn't look like Travis did much. Um, Larry got hurt in the third quarter. Larry got knocked out of the game. I expected, because of everything that happened, Florida State to win that. I want to check Florida State's health, too. But, yeah, I'll have to dig in there. I don't have, like, a very hot take right away, but I'm, I'm leaning that way for sure. I mean, I didn't have a lot of hope going into this game. You guys are spot on on Jimbo's play calling. But Jesus Christ, that fucking play call at the end. Holy shit. Even if he catches it, he's nowhere near the goal line. I got how many more games I got to put up with this season? Jimbo, you've got a cheesecake factory fucking menu full of plays, and that's what you pick? That's what you pick? Holy shit. Yes, this is Colin's grandmother. And I'll tell you, Jimbo Fisher better shape up because Aflac will not hire him the way he's performing now. Bye. You know what Grammy doesn't know is that she's got a Nick Saban T-shirt that's going to be wrapped up and given to her under the tree. It says uh, Big Nick Energy. It's got a picture of uh, Nick Saban with a heart. I know she doesn't listen to this podcast. I know that she watches us Saturday morning, so she's not going to hear this, but... Grammy's getting a, a, a Big Nick Energy uh, T-shirt with a heart on it and Nick Saban. But, man, I tell you what, she's been waiting to tear into Jimbo, and she just wanted to let everybody know that Aflac's not hiring anymore, especially guys like Jimbo. I'm glad Grammy made the call. Amazing. I was done for the day. So I'm just laying in bed right now, and I cannot stop thinking about how fucking atrocious Jalen Millville is. He's a certified bomb. The dude sucks so bad. I can't even fathom that he's a scholarship at Alabama. I kid you not, if he was the starting quarterback for Alabama for the rest of the year, he would be ranked 14th among SEC starting quarterbacks. He is horrible. Hold on to the ball, dude. Whatever, man.
Yeah, Jalen Milrow loves to run that zone read and leave leave that ball just hanging out from his body like crazy. You knew that some turnovers were coming because he doesn't run and protect the ball. He just kind of lets it loose run out there. I mean, the kid's a freshman. He still threw three TD passes. I know it was only 111 yards. It was pretty choppy. But, you know, at the same time, he's a freshman, and that's the way they run the ball. They always leave themselves open to fumble. I'll be honest with you, man. Florida State had the first half. NC State not looking good, and then just get totally out, shut out, on, however the hell you want to say it in the second half. What's that last throw of the, of the game? I mean, a little fade to the corner, and you don't even throw it to your receiver. It's bullshit. It should have got the W. I hope nobody gets laid on that team for the rest of the year. I mean, that is, that is utter disgrace. Bullshit. San Diego State over unders. I don't need to say anything else. Colin, please just keep doing you. Just keep doing you, baby. I don't care if you're on the under. I don't care if you're on the over. Just keep doing you on that one particular game every single week. Please just keep doing it. Oh, this is beautiful. Yeah, San Diego State, Nevada, projected total of 35 and a half. We're going over on that one. Oh, boy. Not even making people wait till later in the week now. It wasn't the greatest day. All all is grinding all day. And then Oregon State absolutely mosses somebody on like the 40-yard line and takes it to the crib to cash the over. And I'm on the goddamn under. What the f*** is that? Play some f- defense. This Stanford team is f- deplorable. It's pathetic. I hate them. Tanner McKee, I hope you don't get drafted. You stink. Yeah, we're grinding all day, and then the late-night game goes against you is the worst. I know the feeling, brother. The call of the week is World War One and Rocky Top because it's all about Rocky Top now in Alabama week. We won Alabama. So reach out. Uh, I got to send you your money. I, I'll send you your prize. Reach out to myself or our producer, Matt Mitchell. Other games I want to talk about. How about Bodog Jim? Don't gamble. Don't associate with gamblers. Avoid it like the, the plague. Let's check in with Bodog Jim. Brad McMurphy, I fired off a tweet that said, if you have Michigan as number four in this week's playoff projections, we're firing you into the sun. I stand by that. Michigan did respond in the second half and dominated the second half. But it's another opponent where, I mean, it's, you know, another middle school where they played. They played nobody. And people are like, oh, well, yeah, Maryland's real good. Well, Maryland lost at home to Purdue. Like, so Michigan... It doesn't look to me like a top five team. They really miss those edge rushers. Something is just a little off. They host Penn State this week. We'll talk about that game later in the week. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Michigan and Bodog, Jim? They got a drop in the in the power rating. Uh, Clemson has hopped them now. Solid number four team. Uh, I feel a little fraudish even having them five right there, just hovering above Texas and Tennessee. Uh, this is not the same defense we saw last year, and I don't feel like they've properly. Miss State would beat Michigan. Put where yeah. their leech disrespect. Get Miss State up there. Get Texas with yours back. Get them up over over Michigan. Um, we're Bodog Jim clips are back, baby. Yeah. Bodog Jim has it under control. Yeah, Miss State I would have is like a three and a half point underdog to Michigan on a neutral, and I still would take Mississippi State. So that's 
Michigan's really going to be under review from a power rating perspective this week because I'm I'm not sure I'm buying what it is that they're doing. And I think Penn State has a, a very good fighting chance of winning that game. Yeah, I would agree. By the way, TCU, I mean, TCU's schedule is uh, brutal coming up. But if they survive and Texas survives for our Big 12 bets, November 12th, that'll be an interesting day for both of us. Maybe you'll get your revenge from TCU Ohio State five years later. Um, <laughs> I still don't have a 630 to one ticket in my back pocket like I did in what 20? Uh, yeah, that was yeah, 20, yeah, that was a while ago. Uh, let's see, other top 25 teams that I wanted to mention UCLA. I mean, that we both had that. We'll talk, well, let's do best call, worst call, bet regret now. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll start there. You might start there as well, but I, I'm gonna say UCLA and uh. It's basically just was trusting my read that DTR is a different player right now. He's screaming, by the way, this is my city. This is after every touchdown. He had like 10 touchdowns, which was awesome. So I'm, that'll be interesting when they play USC at home. And maybe that's who it's directed towards. But he's a different player right now. That was a dominant win. Yeah, so that was my best call. I would also say South Carolina. Unfortunately, beat Kentucky. Sagarin got a shout out on the ESPN broadcast, by the way. Moist Bar, one of Moist Bars. They said at the end, if Kentucky fans want to drink away their blues, they might go to an establishment like Sagarin. If they want to get rid of their blues, maybe at one of the very aptly named local spots like Sagarin. Worst call was probably, I just had a lot of results that just kind of flipped at the end. Like, Van, I'm here my losses Vandy, Texas Tech. Would bet both of them again. New Mexico flipped late on a muff punt. BC flipped late. I, don't know, I guess I'll say Texas A&M under 13 and a half. Because that there's 14 points scored in the first half. But generally happy with my calls for the week, even though it was just a push money around. I think about one game over 500 for the entire weekend. Bet regret was uh, UAB. I was waiting on the number. It was coming down. I wrote it up. I think they're 11 and 0 against the spread after a loss now at home. They rolled in Middle Tennessee, but the, I was waiting on the line to come down, and then I lost track, and then all of a sudden it was at ten, and I was like, God, I'm, I'm, I'm. Let me see if I can get it live, and then no, they just blew out Middle Tennessee. So that was one I had circled, I wrote about in my piece, and I just missed the drop the ball, which uh, was bad. Actually, I was saying worst call is Florida minus ten and a half. I was able to get a tiny bit on Missouri plus seventeen and a half live, but Florida luck because Florida luckily got a pick six, but they didn't look good at all. Like Missouri. I, for me, down to down basis, I, I think Missouri is a better team. So, yeah, I know Missouri, another game where they, there was a back door. Missouri went down the field and got in the back door, but they deserved to cover. And that was probably my worst call. How about you? Best call, worst call, bet regret? Capping off the worst call, it was uh, taking LSU and then a combination of thinking that OU and Arkansas were going to put their starting quarterbacks out there. So I should buy back on the bets that I already had in place. So I cost myself about six units on the app with that foolishness. Uh, so that was definitely the worst call, but the best call Navy was my favorite bet from the podcast was my favorite best bet on the BBOC live show. Uh, they blew Tulsa out of the water. If Philip Montgomery is still coaching Tulsa every year against Navy, he really exposed why they get dominated in the series. We cannot build a scout team. I don't even think they attempt to build a scout team. They were destroyed by the fullback. They were just absolutely. That was my bad regret. I, I told you on the podcast, I was probably going to join you, and I didn't. No, that that was a great call by you. Yeah, and then uh, I also want to In the Navy. <laughs> yeah, Navy, that was, I mean, they rolled them. Uh, a little shout out to Miami of Ohio. Uh, Avion Smith is our new quarterback. He's absolutely dominating right now. From a bet regret perspective, eesh. 
doubting Tennessee. Their regret's probably going to be South Carolina. Uh, I didn't uh, get in on time. I had heard the Will Levis news when the spread was around eight. Didn't do anything about it. Should have hit it again at six. Didn't do anything about it. Kept on dipping. Didn't do anything about it. Uh, definitely bet regret is not reacting to the South Carolina news faster. One of the rare instances where I think everybody else fell, found out about Will Levis before I did. Uh, I was about 20 minutes too late on that news, and that was vital to that number dropping like crazy. All right, before we continue, as a reminder, the Big Bets on Campus podcast is proudly presented by BetMGM. So kick off the new pro football season with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION200 and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 years or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York, call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789 or 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states were prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. By the way, shout out Bo Nix. Bo Nix season in full effect. Uh, Bo Nix season. The Oregon uh, is kind of rolling right now. And by the way, we didn't hear from UTEP guy. Colin, I think you were on UTEP. UTEP, back, back to the... Back to silence. You had your fun for two weekends. Yeah, La Tech destroyed them in the first five, ten minutes of that game. Turnovers, lots of deep shot interceptions. Lots of La Tech just had everything rolling for them. UTEP was uh, turnover crazy. Uh, bad night to support the Miners there. They tried to crawl back into it. They were just a possession yeah. away from trying to get in there, but they they really took themselves out of the game in the beginning. Yeah. Congrats to Iowa, by the way, for losing six to nine because that's just the cool score. That's a probably regret of mine. Under under thirty seven, I was talking about all week. Nine uh, six, Illinois wins. Uh, I tweeted out this about some offense. I said this offense is horrifying. At, at like at, a, at like midnight, and some Iowa fan he had like Iowa as as his picture. He said, "We'll take it." Um, <laughs> just me talking shit about another offense. Yeah, Iowa. Like that's the most Iowa loss of all time, right? Six to nine. Yeah, yeah. I mean. My problem going forward is that Illinois' defensive stats are going to look like the 85 Bears, right? And I, we're going to have—I'm going to have to deal with this in the handicap—is what Illinois' defensive numbers are after shutting Walters, out. Walters, their DCs. Out. I love their DC though. Come on, this is not the number one defense in the country. Number two. <laughs> uh, number two behind whoever plays San Diego State. All right. Uh, anything else I want to mention? App State result was surprising to me losing to texas state miami sucks they lose again to north carolina how do you only score 24 in north carolina michigan state may never cover again ohio state rolls let's see big win for tulane that tulane d is legit no just it's all about for me it's all about tennessee and texas nebraska by the way is in first place in the division 
Time to take a bigger bite out of this cord stock. Win total still alive. Division bet's still alive. Now they'll be dead. They'll be dead in like eight days, but at least for my win total, I have hope and you don't because maybe the game will get canceled. Yeah. <laughs> that is uh that's what I, I'm rooting for rain, rain and Lincoln. Yeah. Any games you want to talk about any others? Well, Louisiana Marshall play on Wednesday night. I know we'll talk about it on the new BCS, but uh, my initial look is at the under in that game. I got it projected at 52, so we'll see where it opens up today. Uh, some really strong defensive numbers, especially in scoring opportunities for both Louisiana and Marshall, top 20 in defensive finishing drives, and both teams are have extremely high marks in defensive coverage situations. So, you know, Marshall's been a little inept offensively, uh, Louisiana hasn't been able to run the ball. So I, I'm looking at the under in this game. And then obviously we'll talk about this. The next Saturday's card is unbelievable, like loaded with top 20, top 25, just crazy. I cannot wait. Like I'm already itching. I'm about to go into NFL Sunday. I got Ravens tonight and I can't wait until this college football. Like I was looking at it today, like salivating. I'm sure I assume it's going to be a Utah week. What is your ideal wrong number? Oh my gosh. Not what you make it, just what, what would you love if they put out? Like Utah should be five point favorites. I so guarantee- if you can get like a three, like what if it was USC minus three? Oh. That's the dream, right? I'm not saying what what it's gonna be. Like the a kind of realistic dream. USC minus many, three. How many times I'm gonna click the bet max on Sunday and Monday if if I get Utah as an underdog? I don't come on, Utah's not gonna be an underdog. I know. I'm saying the dream now. Favorite under three? Minus two and a half. Yeah, I'd, I'd love it. I, and I'm pretty okay. sure it's going to pop. People, I mean, the way that those games played out was perfectly executed to the way that I forecasted. So now all I need is odds makers to open that little baby up real low, let that USC money flow on in and people thinking Utah is trash and, and fire away. Well, you're lucky that uh, it was a good call by you that USC covered because using USC as our favorite favorite, you were going to take a lot of a lot of heat for that. Thanks for tuning in, Colin. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk about weekday college football on the new BCS, which we record on Mondays, comes out Tuesday mornings. Kind of talk more about the weekend. We'll actually we'll have a little bit more uh, injury updates. People love that, like quarterback injuries, other impactful injuries. We'll update you on also like bo- a couple other box score frauds or just things that we want to talk about. And then obviously we'll look ahead, give one bet that we like each, and then we'll also talk about the the weekday games because there's a game on Wednesday, which is awesome. And we have trivia, and it's fun. Check us out there. And then the group of five guys will be back the next day, and then we'll be back the day thereafter. Uh, so, as always, subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe, tell a friend, tell an enemy, leave a review, five-star review. We do giveaways. But uh, thanks, as always, for tuning in, guys. The slate is awesome. Let's keep it rolling. It's time for us to go find some winners, hopefully get some good lines this weekend, and uh, keep the good times flowing thanks to our sponsor betmgm and of course all of our audio and video help on the back end you guys are the best it's time for us to go find some winners we'll catch y'all later cheers peace out